1: You're listening to Rabot & Co. here on ESPN 680 and 105.7. Now, here's Louis Rabot. All
2: right, welcome back in. I am Louis Rabot, an official voter for the Kentucky Sports Figure of the Year in the Herald Leader. How about that? Very official. Sitting next to Zach Cantrell here in the Liquor Barn studios at ESPN Louisville. 680-1057, 680-1057, Bobby V at noon, and then first replay, Roundtable Edition, 3 o'clock. Um, more spewing of many facts uh, from 3 to 6 today. Should be a great factual show. Uh, a man who loves facts is Jay Davis, who's presented by our friends at Sports L-A-N-A sports.com. You can check them out for all of the great ABA action that they have for you up there. They got the balls. They got all kinds of things. And look, I mean, this is, this is a... <laughs> This is a cool opportunity and just the very best, uh, very best um, in <laughs> in sponsorships. And I apologize. Um, I might want to read and I do not know where it went. I will get to it in a second. Jay, how are you, man? LANASports.com.
3: Good. How you doing, man?
2: I'm doing all right. <laughs> Welcome in. Um, a, a writer down here, I will leave his name out of it, has compared – uh, Kenny Payne's start to Hubert Davis' start at UNC. And not to make you have to Google something as quickly as you get on the air and everyone gets to hear you typing in the background furiously. Um, what do you think of the comparison of 4-28 and 28 with making a title run in your first year, understanding uh, that what was left in the cupboard was different at two different places?
3: Yeah, I don't... <laughs> um, you know, part of that was that team... That Carolina team wasn't really all that good, you know. They got hot at the right time, sure. and you know, you 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 go back. A big part of that was, you know, a lot a lot of what they did to Coach K. You know, they beat Duke in Coach K's last game at you know Cameron. They beat him at his last game, you know, in that in that Final Four game. And you know, I I don't know, you know, the. the it's just two completely different situations. You know, there was, there were some guys out there were some veterans on that Carolina team. I know there's some vets on, you know, the the Louisville team too, but, you know, I I don't, I don't know. I don't understand how you make that comparison. You know, the only, I guess the only comparison, you know, you make to that is, you know, you know, just coming in, you know, with what, what they had left over at Carolina, you know, I, I don't, I'm trying to figure it out. I don't I don't know how you make that comparison at all. Those are, those are two completely different situations. You know, Roy Williams didn't leave like an entirely, you know, empty, empty cupboard. And plus, you know, Hubert had been on that staff for years, so he knew the recruiting trail. You know, he knew a lot of the guys that were being recruited. He obviously knew a lot of the guys in the program. Um, you know, I know Kenny has, you know, has been there, has got a relationship there. But I, I don't really understand how you make that kind of comparison.
2: Jay Davis is with us. Um, I want to talk hoops, the first part of the show with you today, and then I want to get into the NFL. Um, uh, had to get the the U of L thing out of the way. Uh, UK wins again last night. They lost to Texas A and M over the weekend. Uh, as far as the locals are concerned, <clears throat> a lot of talk, and you know we have Ben Roberts on before we talk with you. You know the beat writer for. Uh, Kentucky basketball down at the Herald-Leader. And, you know, uh, I mentioned to him today, essentially that last year when I talked to him, every week I would ask him, hey, when is it time for this to be Casey Wallace's team and when is it, you know, you know when is that going to happen? Does that need to happen by March for them to be great? And this year, the question every week is about defense. And I don't know if we're picking nits or what have you, and, I, and this is a quote that I use on this show quite a bit, Jay, which is, you know, uh, Richard Pitino was having a conversation with someone at our station, and he was bitching about all the players and complaining about it and blah, blah, blah. And then they get to the end of the conversation, and my colleague goes, well, aren't you guys, like, in the top five in the country? He goes, well, yeah, but everybody hates their own players. And, you know, of course, it's it's a thing. It's like, uh, you know, the, the great videos you see online of, of women and what they assume the, their house guests are going to do if they don't clean their house completely. Right. They're going to run their fingers along the baseboards to see if there's dust and this kind of stuff. And we do that with our own teams. Right. We know where the dust is with our own teams. Am I just am I just doing that because I, I follow Kentucky so closely and a team giving up 77? And where where is this? Where Where's the balance is giving up 77 fine if you're going to score 90 every game?
3: Yeah, and you know, look at their last three. They've scored at least ninety in their last three. They've scored at least eighty, in, I think every game this year. I think I, I, fifteen you know, of sixteen I'm, this I'm, year I'm, they've
2: scored ninety points. Yes, right
3: in college. Right. Yeah, right, and in college, and like I said, I'm pretty. I'm almost positive they scored at least eighty points in every game. Um, you know, they're uh, they they like I said. You know, we've talked about it before. They have so many options on offense you know, all over the floor. You know, they can do the four out with one big guy. You can play can play two big guys because, you know, they have big guys that can stretch the floor so they're not clogging the paint. You know, you you everything's all about space. You know, they have the guards have plenty of space to operate on this team. And yeah, I think, you know, at this point in the season it's picking nits. You know, they're that you know the Texas A and M game, they lose in overtime. That was, you know, just one of those situations where A and M's guards were out of their minds, you know, you know, pretty much that entire game. That was, you know, it's a tough game to lose on the road. You know, after that comeback they made in the Florida game a couple of weeks ago, you kind of looked at the schedule and said, all right, they're going to have to go do this again in a week. And they almost did. You know, there's no shame. That was a preseason top 15 team. I know they haven't been as great as that would, you know a and M. i A&M I'm speaking about. Sure. They haven't been as great as that would, you know, that would say. But that's a that's a good team. That's a tournament team. I think they've won like 25 games in both the last two or three years. But and then you come back, you know, come back off a loss, you know, with a young team. They could easily, you know, kind of hold their heads like we had that game, but they didn't do that. You know, they came they come back and that's that's one of those take care of business wins. You know, they give they give up 77, but they were in control that entire game.
2: Jay Davis with us. Yeah, I um, you know, it was one of those games last night and and. I don't want to call it like a must don't lose, but it's it's just because of the nature of how good the SEC is this season, you get great opportunities to win higher quad level games and this sort of thing. Last night was one of those nights uh for UK and I was I, I agree with you that um it was largely a workman game. Um uh, but even in workman games is a fun team to watch. So I'm, I'm I'm pretty thrilled that uh that part of my job is to to watch them the the entire season. Antonio Reeves is a conversation point. Uh, down here as well, because he's considerably better this year than he was last year. He's an older guy on that team, Jay. And so taking what he's doing in college, now let's apply it toward the NBA draft. Is this the kind of guy, is he just too old to get drafted? Or is this a guy that because of his his obvious development this year, his leadership, et cetera, that he could because of his, I think he's 6'6", you know, he's, he's a reasonably sized player, that he Look, I don't think he's going to be an all-star in the NBA, but is this a guy that could get picked up in the second round and, and stay around in the league for a couple years?
3: You know, that's a that's a thing you, you think about now because it's always been, you know, in, in the NBA, they draft on potential. But if you look at, you know, the last couple of drafts, uh, the first guy that comes to my mind is Jaime Hockett, you know, from, yeah, right. from UCLA. You know, he's an older guy. He goes 18 to Miami. And it, right now, if, if you redid the draft, he'd be a top two or three pick. He's I probably think. going to be first team all rookie. And... You know, with the way Antonio Reeves has developed as a scorer at every level, you know, you look at last night, he shoots great from everywhere on the field. I think he was like 10 for 10 from the free throw line. He hit a couple of threes at a decent clip. Um, you know, he shoots like what, eight for 10, eight for 11 from the field. So, you know, I, I don't think he's going to be able to do that every night just because I think this is a team with some guys, you know, not not saying, you know, you you feed the hot hand and i think there's a lot of guys on you know this kentucky team who who are going to have those kind of nights but you know just with his development as a scorer like i said at every level you know that that's somebody with his size i think he's six six around 200 pounds he i think he'll absolutely be able to contribute there's there's so much now you know you get the guys the young guys the freshmen sophomores get drafted high but you know with the way you know everything happens now, you know going back to you know that COVID year when guys when teams had to keep so many guys around right. and you know the expansion the expansion of the rosters, these guys are going to get looks. You know, particularly with you know injuries being you know what they've been the last few years and you know like I said, the expansion of rosters and things like that. So he's definitely I I don't see how he, I don't see how he lasts through the first round, frankly.
2: It's interesting, right? And and I the other part of this, I I actually read an article the other day. Um, in uh, the LA times where they interviewed Hawkes and they're like, Hey man, you're four year player in college. You play below the rim, blah, blah, blah. Did you see this kind of success coming for you in the NBA? And he said, yeah, yeah, no, I know how they play in the NBA and this was always going to be better for me. So it, it, I think that while college and especially how Kentucky plays this year sets up very well for Antonio Reeves. I think the NBA could definitely play uh style wise, especially on the right team and him coming off the bench, energy guy, you know, Get hot, make a couple buckets, take you know five threes in a game, something like that. I think he could absolutely translate to the NBA.
3: Yeah, you know, you keep it local. You know, think about another guy, Caseen Wallace with with Oklahoma City. He's not playing as much as he did maybe a month ago, but you know, when he when he's out there, when he gets minutes, he makes an impact on both ends of the floor. And you know, that's a guy that wasn't you know you know drafted super high. Sure. So you know, if 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 a lot of these guys, you know, you you get your work, you do your work, and you know you do your research and you just play as hard as you can and you you know i think there's more guys going into the nba now realizing when you think about college especially at the top of the draft you know or you know just back when we were younger you know you're like yeah these guys you need to score you need to score everybody can score in college but once you get to the pros you gotta you know you keep that in mind but you gotta understand you gotta do some different things and you know, if you if you go into the draft process knowing that I got to show a lot of stuff, you know, you have that one thing that you can do. Yeah, that's obviously important, but if you, if you show how, you know, some versatility, I think that gives you a much better shot.
2: Jay Davis with us uh, here on National Women's Healthy Weight Day. I'll ask uh, Jay about his discussions with his wife about her healthy weight uh, later on in the show. Uh, Cal gets to 400 wins at Kentucky with the win last night. Do you care about those kinds of records?
3: Uh... I mean, it's, yes, you know, it shows longevity and, you know, the type of success he's had there, but, you know, at the end, I mean, they're going to put that on, you know, on something on a, you know, a plaque, a statue or something like that when he's done. But, you know, in the end, you know, programs like Kentucky are judged by, you know, the titles you win and, you know, we're coming up on 12 years since he won a title and, you know, what, nine years since the last Final Four. So, yeah, that's a great milestone for him personally, but. You know, I don't think that's something that the fan base is thinking about.
2: Yeah, I agree with you. I I think, too, you know, the list is really it's an interesting one in Kentucky because obviously you have Adolph Rupp, and he's from a very specific time, both culturally and from, you know, a basketball perspective. As far as obvious success, you cannot take it away. But, you know, it is prior to the, you know, the inclusion of African-Americans on the basketball court, Um, Mm -hmm. you know. And so in this list and the list is impressive, right? I mean, this is a this is a program where. Many teams would have, would just adore having this list of guys, and it is Rupp, it's Calipari, it's Joe B. Hall, it's Rick Pitino, it's you know, um, it's Tubby Smith. Where where for Jay on these lists do numbers and cultural significance begin? So I'll I'll give a for instance. I think you can make a really reasonable case at UK that Dan Nissels the best, most talented guy to play there ever, but he doesn't have a Final yeah. Four and he doesn't have a title. Okay. And then a couple of years later a guy comes down. His name is Goose Givens, right? And Goose is one of the first black players at Kentucky. I think he's the first transcendent black star at Kentucky, right? He's the guy that, you know, really stands out as the first very popular, very accomplished black player at Kentucky. Has the title game that he does, and I think for all of the reasons that I just mentioned, he's actually the goat in the Kentucky basketball Annals and I know that Dan knows that that I feel that way and a lot of people disagree with me on it. Where does Jay Davis try to balance what you know the sort of the factors that I just talked about there?
3: You know, it's hard. You know, the the tournament is such a crapshoot. Yep. You know, you you know, I just I think about, you know, with Kentucky, like the twenty twelve team and the twenty fifteen team. I think the twenty fifteen team was much more talented than twenty than the twenty twelve team, but you know, obviously the twenty twelve team has the one thing and that the twenty fifteen team doesn't um you know and you know Anthony Davis is probably going to be looked he looked upon more finely there than you know Carl Towns or you know the Harrison twins you know or Devin Booker but I mean it's if if you're with college you know with sports in general you know it's all about the moments I'm pretty I know you know Dan is probably the best player that you know that that played there um not having a you know not having a title I don't think that diminishes that but you know there's a there's a level you get to, you know, depending on you know your individual play when you lead a team to a title, like you know Patrick Ewing, you know, in 1984, or you know, like I think Hakeem Olajuwon would be mm. looked upon much more finely, you know, had they won, you know, at Houston in a couple of chances that they had. Sure. Um, you know, it, it that does that that stuff does matter. You know, winning a championship matters, just like coaches. You know, I think about. You know, Tom Izzo. You know, still being at Michigan State, I think he's chasing that, chasing that second title because that second title puts you in, you know, just a different class. So, yeah, I mean that that distinction does matter. But, you know, I think that distinction matters personally. But, you know, when you think about it, you know, there's guys that you know don't have titles that you know fans and alums still look look upon very fondly.
2: It's an interesting conversation for sure. The name Tom Payne coming down on the text line. I'm aware that Tom Payne was the first black player at UK, but Goose is the first. The first, I think, you know, black superstar there for sure. Uh, Really his story, man, Zach, I I, will have to. I don't know if we still have it, if it's still saved under those episodes, but he came on and he told the story of essentially halfway through his junior year of high school was when he realized the school 10 minutes from him would actually accept him to play basketball. <laughs> and he tells the story of how he became you know comfortable with the idea of going to play at UK when he had looked at Kentucky State and other you know HBCUs and that kind of stuff um, you know state schools out of state essentially as well even though he went to Bryan station just down the street so really a fascinating story of how he came there and now obviously hey, doing the um doing the uh, secondary commentary on the uh, basketball games on the radio as well uh Jay again is presented by our friends at lana sports l a n a sports.com they've got all of your uh, just fantastic ABA gear up there. And I have to ask, do you remember the glory days of the American Basketball Association? Players like Dr. J, Rick Barry, Dan Issel, heated rivalries like the Colonels and the Pacers. What about that nostalgic red, white, and blue basketball that they played all of those great historic games with? So thanks to Lana Sports, family-owned business based in Indiana, backed by countless ABA legends, That original basketball, that ABA red, white, and blue ball, it's back. Made with quality composite leather, this basketball is an absolute must-have. So whether you're in the market for a new ball, to just train in your driveway, or maybe a unique decorative piece for your man cave or your office, check out Lana Sports. They've got you covered. LanaSports.com, L-A-N-A-Sports.com. Get your original ABA basketball today. Code from this show, ABA20. Get 20% off your order. Lana Sports, where the ABA lives on, Sports. On the other end, we'll continue our conversation that we have every week with Jay Davis. Do it next here, ESPN
0: 680-1057. Taking care of your family isn't always easy, so we make sure getting care when you need it is. With Baptist Health Urgent and Virtual Care, we bring you more options and greater convenience, too. With video visits available 24-7 and online check-in through MyChart for in-person visits. To check in online or to set up a video visit, go to BaptistHealth.com slash Care Anywhere. When it's time to replace your heating and air system, we know people want options. That's why you'll always get a free second opinion with BJ Heating and Cooling. Plus, for a limited time, get 0% financing for 60 months on a new Bryant system.
2: Call the experts you can trust at BJ Heating and Cooling.
1: ESPN 680-1057. Now nah, here's Louis Rabot.
2: Ah, uh, it's National the- Thesaurus Day. Easy for me to say here on Rabot and Co. ESPN 680-1057. Louis Rabot at Radio Louis on Twitter. You can find our second hour guest every Thursday at Jay Davis underscore nineteen eighty one on Twitter. Your boy ZC as well. Um, good good discussion to start the hour. Excited about um one of the local teams around here at Hopeful uh, that U of L. Man, those. Ugh, it's those spurts, Zach. It crushes me. I wish they played like that all the time, but alas, uh, they do not. All right, so let's get into some football. Uh, was Jay Davis uh, surprised that the Cowboys decided to keep Mike McCarthy?
3: Um, you know, I think, you know, ever since Jimmy Johnson left Dallas and to a lesser extent Barry Switzer, it seems like every coach they've had in place, well, I guess maybe that little wrong with Bill Parcells, but he was at a different stage of his life it seems like they've gotten more time like what Jason Garrett was the coach there almost 10 years and you know he didn't I don't think he's had a level of regular season success Mike Mike McCarthy's had Mm. and a lot of that comes down to you know who do you expect to get I don't think Bill Belichick was going to take that job um you know just from a standpoint of I think Jerry Jones likes to be the star there no pun intended with their logo but if you hire Bill Belichick, Bill Belichick's instantly a star. So I don't think that was going to happen. Um, same with Jim Harbaugh, frankly. Mm. So and Mike McCarthy's not, you know, he's not a bad coach. He's won a Super Bowl. He's won twelve games, you know, two or three years in a row. So you know, there's just some there's some things they need to fix. I thought their game plan going into that game was really really bad. Mm. Uh, you know, just reading different things and hearing things about how you know Green Bay on uh, defense, you know, they don't really cover the middle of the field, and you know, it looked like. Dak, you know, was throwing a lot of out routes and you know stuff toward the sideline, and you know they just got run all over by Aaron Jones. That I, I just, it was just, you know, it was just a bad game, and you know I I am surprised they stuck with him, but when you think about it for a second, what's the alternative?
2: Well, that's right, and the the other part that this is a reminder of is Stephen A. Smith doesn't make. Head coaching decisions in the NFL. He just talks about them for an hour forty out of a two hour <laughs> show. So that's that's kind of yeah. the reminder, right? Is that first take is not real life, right? That's the other part of this for sure.
3: Yeah, uh, you know, there, there's there's so much that goes into these decisions, yeah. and you know, just like you know, next year that like the, that's the thing that they talked about. You know on that particular show on you know monday was you know get rid of mike mccarthy you know get rid of dak prescott dak prescott is probably a top seven or eight quarterback in the nfl right no matter what you think about him yeah. the production's there so they're gonna he's gonna get paid and you know they're sticking with mike mccarthy because what's the alternative there's you know that dallas is one of i think there's only like five or six teams this whole year that didn't have to play a backup quarterback and dallas is one of them and you know they were a 12 win team so, you know, if you have your guy and you know you're going to win 11, 12 games, you know, if he's healthy, mm-hmm. you stick with that guy.
2: Jay Davis with us as he is every Thursday. He's presented by Lana Sports, L-A-N-A-Sports.com. Use that code ABA20 uh, to get 20% off. Only available through Rabo & Co. How about that? Uh, ACC news. Uh, Florida State and Ace and the ACC are fighting one another. Um, and, you know, ACC essentially is accusing Florida State of breach of contract and asking that they not be able to vote in high level decisions at the conference level until their uh, their lawsuit is is done. Let's do a thought experiment instead of. I, I think the conversation about whether the ACC needs FSU and blah blah blah, whatever else. Uh, okay, fine. I am going to push all of that aside for the thought experiment conversation that I want to have. And Zach Cantrell, if you want to get in on this conversation, it would not hurt my feelings at all. If if the ACC today just said, you know what, Florida State, you are right, you are done. June 30th, your last day in the conference. Have fun. Okay. Let's say they were able to do that. All right. And let's forget the effect on the ACC for a second. Where would Florida State play sports in the fall?
3: You know, that's tough because. You know uh, what? Let's say fall of
2: 2025. Let's do that. Let's give them a year to realign themselves. Where would Florida State play sports in 2025?
3: it's one of two places. It's the big 10 or the sec. That's where they want to go, you know, because they, you know, they're looking at themselves as, you know, a huge brand. And, you know, in terms of football, I I think they are, but you know, when you think about it, like, I don't mind the realignment, you know, it doesn't bother me at all. It's just natural progression. You know, people think this, this just started happening a few years ago. It's been happening for like 40 years now, but you know, this is, it's getting less and less about, you know, yeah, I want to, you know, go compete, you know, compete, have a chance to win titles. I know the playoffs expanding, but if Florida State went to the SEC right now, even with the year they had last year, with the schedule they would have to play, I think they would probably be no better than the sixth or seventh best team in the SEC and maybe fourth or fifth best team in the Big Ten. So you know they're gonna go where they where they can get the most money and I think it'll be one of those leagues. I think they're probably a better fit in the SEC than they are in the Big Ten, and that's not even you know taking taking geography into consideration okay. but i I just don't know you know it's 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 just hard with the way things have gone you know with these conferences you know not really taking outside of the SEC, none of these conferences are really taking geography. And, you know, logistic things like travel into consideration, so I, it's just hard to say, but I know it would be one of those two leagues.
2: I have a very different opinion. What says Zach Kentra?
1: I think it would be the Big Ten, because I think the Big Ten wants to go south. I think part of Florida State wants to stick at the ESPN because they got left out of the playoff, and Fox and CBS and NBC own the Big Ten. ESPN has no affiliation with them, so I think they would probably want to go to the Big Ten just because they they had a chance to go to the SEC all those years ago, and they didn't do it. Now, I think their best fit if Florida State actually wanted to be the alpha somewhere, they should go to the Big 12 because mm. the Big 12 doesn't have really? an alpha. Florida State would absolutely be the alpha in the Big 12. There's already UCF in the, the Big 12, so they've already got the Florida part covered. I think that's where they should go. I think they will end up in the Big 10.
2: I think they would be in neither of those leagues because I think neither league wants the headache of Florida State. They don't need them. They're not, they're not in addition to either of those leagues in a substantive way. They don't help the Big 10. They don't, they don't help the SEC. They don't. I think the Big Twelve is is the very best they could do. And uh, many texts coming in, by the way. And I think that one of them is says independent. I think that might be where they would end up. I think they'd be stuck by themselves on an island. And and I don't I don't know that they understand that they're not the property that they think they are. I think they have no idea.
3: <laughs> I, mean, I I think go going. Ahead. I was going to say, I think going to the Big 12, you know, if you look at the ACC and you look at the Big 12, that's a lateral move. And I know the Big 12 has a, the Big 12's TV deal is decent, but it's not, they don't get the money that the SEC and the Big 10 get. Um, And, you know, them going independent, you know, with these leagues getting so getting bigger, I think eventually, and, you know, I've, I've read some stuff about this, that some people don't think is going to happen, but I think eventually the leagues are going to go to 10 conference games. So, you know, if they go independent, who are they scheduling at that point? You know how you how are you filling out your schedule? You know you look at you look at what Washington State and you know Oregon State are doing with the what seven Mountain yeah. West games and right. trying to fill out the rest of their schedule. Yep. I don't think, you know, unless you're Notre Dame at this point. I know there's a few other independents, but I'm talking about high level independents. Unless you're Notre Dame, you know, like I I, I don't even think that's an option.
2: Well there you go. All right. Well, I hope they get left out cuz I can't stand Florida State anymore and I'm tired of talking about them. So, I uh, hope it <laughs> hope it goes very poorly for uh everything at Florida State. All of it. Um just just go away. Uh texture, I also think the academic types uh, in the Big 10 would not want a Florida State around. It is a weird it is a weird dynamic of that, but, you know, once they let Nebraska in, they pretty clearly showed they didn't give a bleep about, <laughs> about an academics. Yeah. Uh Jay Davis with us. Let's get into basketball. Uh we'll we'll wrap up here. Uh, on the basketball side, start getting into more NFL talk. Embiid versus Jokic, and and I talked about this the other day on this show a little bit, where we we do a weird thing in in sports in general, Jay, where the guys who played before are the greatest thing ever, and what's going on now isn't greatness necessarily. We're just watching it in the moment, and and I watched this happen when I first moved to Louisville with a man named Russ Smith, who was. Um, very obviously the catalyst for a national championship run, back-to-back Final Fours, uh, one of the very best players statistically in Louisville history. And then there was this grand debate locally about whether they should put his number up in the rafters. And from the outside, it seemed very obvious that he was clearly one of the four, five, six best guys to ever do it at Louisville, right? Just, just absolutely one of those guys. And, there was, oh, but he's not Duncan Stein. Oh, he's not Wes. You know, th- these were the sorts of things that would come out during these conversations. And all I could think watching that the other night was if if people aren't watching this and they're bemoaning the death of the center position in the NBA or something or missing the classic centers and not watching these two guys absolutely just <laughs> just throw haymakers an entire game, they're just missing out, man, right? They're just missing out on current greatness, what says Jay Davis? Do you agree? Do you disagree? Do you have a slightly different opinion? What 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 do you say?
3: No, yeah, you know people people need to watch. You know, there's there's certain games that people need to watch. In that game um, earlier this week was one of them. It's you know Joel Embiid. I think he is a he's a phenomenal regular season player. Um, I know, you know, there's some questions about, you know, injuries in the playoffs last year. But, you know, if you remember, his scoring went down 10 points a game in the playoffs last year. And I think that was largely because he wasn't getting the level of calls he got in the regular season. He's, you know, obviously, you know, manufacturing points at the free throw line can, you know, help you raise your scoring average. But when the calls change, when the game gets a little tighter, you know, coaches figure you out over the course of a two week series. You know, different, and that seems to happen to him every postseason. Mm. Um, It was interesting watching that game, you know, because he—I think that was the second night of a back-to-back for Philly, and he actually played. You know, he had been out for a while. Um, I'm interested to see what happens when they play at Denver, um, because that last year the same thing happened. I think it was like a Saturday or Sunday afternoon game, and he played really well, and they beat and they beat Denver. And then a couple weeks later, when they were in Denver, he decided he decided not to play. I don't—I think it was like a you know. Load management type of thing, so yeah. But you know, overall, this there's the centers are there's great centers all over the league, and I know, and there's Jokic, Embiid, Anthony Davis. Um, you know, there's second tier guys like Damond Sabonis. Obviously, Victor Wembanyama's coming up next, Chet Holmgren. So, and and they're also versatile. They all do so. They all do different things, you know. And it's it's just great to see you know a return to that. I think the, you know, obviously when you know before our time, you know, you had Chamberlain Russell. You know, Kareem, there's a little overlap there, but I think, you know, like the early to late, early to mid 90s was the peak of the center with, you know, David Robinson, young Shaq, Patrick Ewing, Hakeem Olajuwon, um, you know, guys like that. So it's nice. It's really nice to see that return because I think, you know, there's you know, there's nothing better in basketball than seeing a big guy, you know, who can who can do so much on both ends of the floor. It just it's just just seeing those big guys dominate, you know, is is just so much fun, fun for me to watch.
2: The NBA is a championship driven league as far as legacies and and different things. And we talk about Charles Barkley, for example, differently than we talk about other players in the league's history. Jokic, obviously with a ring. Um, Does that, is that the differentiating fact here, but you know, level between those two players is Embiid encroaching on his level of player or is Jokic in a different galaxy?
3: Jokic is in a different galaxy personally. Um, You know, like I said, you know, Joel Embiid is a great regular season player I don't even put him in that you know I know he's not a center but Carl Malone Charles Barker class because you know they they led teams to finals Joel Embiid hasn't even gotten out of the second round of the playoffs yet um yeah you know that, that that's what it is you know I was I was thinking about it earlier you know just there's got to be uh you know did, there's some there's some guys that I would like to see get one just you know like I know nobody likes James Harden, but mm. I kind of want to see if he can if he can get a ring, you know, because that just kind of, you know, he, that that he, he's certified at that point, you know. There's, you know, Allen Iverson didn't get one, um you know, Steve Nash never got one. There's there's these guys, you know, who are like a tier below. There's only like, you know, the first the first tier, you know, that's like the best 10, twelve players ever. That second tier. Obviously, that's there's still some of the greatest players ever, but all of those guys have one. But there's a couple who don't. You know, Dirk Nowitzki got his, which right. changed you know yep. people's perception of him. Kevin Kevin Garnett had to say you know same thing. And then you know there's like, you know there's there's I think Elgin Baylor's probably the most underrated player ever. And you know the year he retired, I believe that was the year the Lakers ran off 33 straight and won the title in '72. So, you know, he sticks around for that. He's probably a top ten player of all time just with the numbers he put up and, you know, longevity and, you know, kind of how he was like the first real above the rim player. So, yeah, that I mean, get, getting that one ring matters. And, you know, until Joel Embiid gets it, he's going to be, you know, in that third or fourth tier.
2: All right. Well, he's uh, Jay Davis. He'll keep uh, joining us every Thursday in this hour. He's presented by our friends at Lana Sports, L-A-N-A Sports And they asked, do you remember those glory days? The ABA, the iconic red, white, and blue basketball. Dr. J, Dan Issel, Rick Berry, they all played with that ball. And guess what? So can you. Uh, That ball has been brought back to life. And all of that nostalgia as well with our friends at Lana Sports. Based in Indiana, family-owned business. They partnered with those ABA legends, including Dr. J, to reintroduce that ABA original basketball. Crafted with that composite quality leather basketball is a must have. Hey, if you're hitting the court, you need something for your office, your man cave, whatever it might be. Check them out Lanasports, Lana Sports, L A N A Sports.com. Use our promo code ABA20 today and you can get 20% off your order for that original ABA basketball. LanaSports.com, LanaSports.com.
0: Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment?
1: Rabot Co. Here on ESPN 680-1057. Now, nah, here's Louis Rebeau.
2: Hey, <laughs> what what a special moment every day here <laughs> on Rabot & Co. Here ESPN 680-1057. Alongside Zach Cantrell, I am Louis Rebeau. At Radio Louis on Twitter, thanks for hanging out with us uh, today. Jay Davis. Uh, in tow for the second hour of the show, want to remind you about our friends at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL playoffs, bringing you an offer that's going to make those playoffs electrifying, and new customers can bet 5 bucks on any game. Get 200 instantly in bonus bets. You got the four games this weekend in the NFL. Tons of options in college basketball as well. Everyone gets a no-sweat same game partly for every playoff game day as well. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the code WHBE, new customers. You can bet just 5 bucks to get 200 instantly in bonus bets only on DraftKings Sportsbook with the code WHBE. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER-18-PLUS. Physically present in Kentucky. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Opt-in required. One no-sweat token issued per eligible day after opt-in. No-sweat bonus bets based and issued on amount of losing qualifying bet. Eligibility, max reward limits, and deposit restrictions apply Terms at sportsbook draftkings dot com slash football terms. All right, Jay, you're up in the Detroit area. What has what have the last couple of weeks been like between Michigan finally getting one of those titles and the Lions winning a playoff game?
3: Well, the you know, the the excitement for the Lions is is through the roof. You know, you're seeing all these metrics saying that, you know, their tickets the tickets on the secondary market for the division round game against Tampa or the you know, highest in history, and the division round started in nineteen seventy. I think the average price uh, on a secondary market is around twelve hundred dollars. And you know, up here talking with some, you know, different business owners and people with the teams. You know, they're everybody's just really excited. There's, there's, you know, Metro saying that last week brought in about you know twenty million dollars of economic activity for the city, and this this week could bring in fifty million dollars. So you know, it's this 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 stuff, this run is benefiting a lot more than than the guys in that locker room
2: looking at that game um i have concerns about tampa's ability to for big plays against that detroit secondary um but look jared goff that offense if they get rolling they get rolling what do you kind of expect for that game
3: um you know tampa's gonna you know gonna throw it they're gonna throw it a lot i i expect mike Evans to have a really big game because he didn't do much monday night um you know that's just one of the things I, i expect uh if the Lions understand that their strength is running the ball, I think they'll be okay. You know, they have two really good versatile running backs, um, and you know, Aiden Hutchinson on Sunday was wreaking havoc. You know, from you know on the defensive line, if, if he can get if he can get if he can continue to get get to the pass and put pressure on Baker Mayfield, I think the Lions will be all right. I know that line's like seven points. I think that's a little bit too high, but I do expect the Lions to win on Sunday.
2: It's it's an interesting thing. Can I do appearance based radio for a second? Can I be shallow for a second? Yeah, go ahead. All right, great. Um, yeah uh, the the pregnancy glow isn't great for everyone, but it's very good for Mina Kimes. That's it. That's all I got. <laughs> um, the uh, The Lions game itself, it, you you talked about you know a thousand bucks to get in. Essentially, the Celtics Nuggets game on Friday is about a hundred bucks to get in. How much would you pay to go to the Celtics Nuggets this weekend?
3: Uh it's january you know like i mean <laughs> it's still jokic and you know, that me, like, come on man that's uh, 20 yeah, and 0 at home me me personally myself yeah they're going for you know people are people are starting to watch that record uh you know i'd probably pay you know 7 800 dollars to go see that just because you know i think that's probably a finals preview and you know a couple of mvp candidates in the game and just see how you know boston what happens with Boston's in a tough in a tough game at home? Yeah, I I'd pay a decent amount to go to that. All
2: right, well there you go, Jay Davis with us. Um, you've got the Lions winning on Sunday. The games on Saturday include an early one with Lamar Jackson, whose uh, playoff record is one and three. He's still a very young player, Jay, um, but I think the the playoff criticisms of him are legitimate, right? Uh, in the NFL, it's it's purely about uh, playoffs and playoff wins. Uh, as far as the quarterback and his legacy. Um, Do you think Lamar gets it done on Saturday and how much is really at stake for him in that game?
3: I don't know. You know, it's, it's, it's tough with football, you know, basketball, one guy makes all the difference in the world, but you know, in football, everything's not about the quarterback. Obviously he's got to play well and there's been some playoff games Lamar hasn't played well in, but I don't think that's on him. You know what, you know, Peyton Manning, you know, lost his first three playoff games I think he was like one and one and four one and five in his first six games and you know he turned it around obviously to win a couple of Super Bowls you know I think I think this year is proven you know with them having the best record in the league that if Lamar is out there every week obviously like I, I said before I know it doesn't depend on depends solely on him but if he's out there every week, the Ravens are going to be in it, you know, until the end, you know, last year, you know, he gets hurt and misses the last five or six games. They back into the playoffs and losing the first round. You know, I think a couple of years ago, I think he got hurt and they, I think he only played eight games and they missed the playoffs. But, you know, if he's out there, I think they're, they, they always have a chance to be successful. And I, you know, I think they should, I think they should beat Houston this weekend. I'm pretty sure they played in like week, I think that was week one. They played, in Baltimore this year and you know that was a big win for the Ravens and I expect the same thing to happen I know CJ Stroud played great last last week um you know it was helped by a couple Joe Flacco pick sixes but yeah I I expect Baltimore to you know have a lot of success in that game and get to the AFC championship
2: do you love the the D'Amico Ryan's CJ Stroud story in, in Houston as much as I do
3: yeah you know you see you know you see you don't see that often and that that was a particularly interesting situation you know this this they've hired they had three black coaches in a row the first two didn't get what you know I I think they both only got one year and you essentially hire a black coach because (laughs) probably no respect no self-respecting white coach was going to take that job and you know you come out and you know you win a division you win a playoff game you got the offensive rookie of the year you potentially have the defensive rookie of the year you potentially have the coach of the year, I think it's either D'Amico or Ryan's or, you know, Kevin Stefanski. And um yeah, you know, you just see the success they're having and yeah, I expect them to build on that. I think they're I think they're gonna be good for a really long time.
2: Uh so you expect the Ravens to win on Saturday. Uh long term, would you rather have CJ Stroud or Lamar Jackson? Starting today.
3: I'd rather have Lamar. Oh, I'd, I'd still rather have Lamar, you know, like I, you said, he's not he's not an old quarterback and, you know, just he's just he's a better passion than people give him credit for, you know, you know, at, you know, every every phase of the game, you know, in terms of being in the pocket, out of the pocket. And, you know, he's just he's just more dynamic than CJ Stroud is to me. Uh,
2: the other Saturday game is the 49ers and the Packers, obviously a rooting interest in your house as your wife is uh, 80% water and 20% cheese curds. Uh, what uh, what
3: do you expect in that one? 80%, 80% water and 20% middle highlight.
2: A <laughs> little champagne of beers there. Um, 49ers, Packers, I thought during the season, it was pretty clear the 49ers were the best team in the NFC. Packers last weekend might have had the best performance in the playoffs, uh, going to Dallas and winning. Uh, nine and a half point spread. There, do you anticipate it being closer than that, or is this just the coming out party for uh, the San Francisco 49ers?
3: You know, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta kind of be careful how I say this because my <laughs> my in laws are actually on their way here, gosh. so we'll all be watching that game. To, oh, yeah, we'll boy. actually all be here together. I got extra MGD <laughs> in my miller draft and my fridge for my father in law and everything. Um, you know, forty nine. The 49ers had essentially two two or three weeks off now you know they didn't play last week they didn't play a lot of their starters that week before in that last game against the rams uh they're at home you know this is like this is their chance you know to to get to the super bowl and win it um you know i expect them to come out and probably handle handle green bay but you know the thing about it is is if green bay is able to get up you know six nothing ten nothing ten three at some point you know, the 49ers aren't a good come-from-behind team at all. I think mm-hmm. I saw a stat that said, you know, there's something like 0-30-something under Kyle Shanahan if they're down like 10 points or s- 7 or 8 points at least in the fourth quarter. So if they're able to get a lead and run the ball like they did last week, if they're, you know, they got so many young receivers, if they're, if they're able to make so many all the plays they made last week, you know, I think they'll have a shot, but I do expect San Francisco to win that game.
2: Zach, can you see the screen? Top five remaining QBs in the playoffs, according to First Take, Lamar, Allen, Mahomes, Mayfield, and Love. My um, guy, Jared Goff, not on that list. Brock Purdy, not on that list. What says you?
1: I would have Jared Goff on that list. Okay. I ahead, would... ahead of whom? Baker. Okay. I like Baker, but Jared Goff's been a better quarterback.
2: Just uh, love, where L- love stay in the five spot there. Then you have golf like four.
1: Yeah, I think love okay. stays in the five spot. Would, you, have, would you
2: take Mahomes right now over golf?
1: Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's more about
2: guys around him then. In other words, getting the nod. Okay. All right. There you go. Okay. Other game is Bills and Chiefs. They actually get to play this one in Buffalo instead of the Bills seeming to always have to go to Kansas City. Uh, closest spread of the weekend two and a half. Do you have a, a big feeling on this and? I'm so glad this game keeps happening because it's fun to just watch guys like Mahomes play guys like Josh Allen.
3: Yeah, you know, this is, I mean, they're trying to make this out to be the new Brady Manning, but. Yeah, no, we
2: can settle down on that for sure. Yeah, right.
3: Yeah, you know, I got to, you know, you got to see, I know Buffalo's down, uh, what, Terrell Bernard, and I'm not 100% sure if Gabe Davis is going to play this Mm -hmm. weekend. And the thing about last weekend was, I know they won by two touchdowns. Um, you know Pittsburgh. Uh, Pittsburgh didn't look especially great in that game, but there was still some points in that game. You're watching. You're like, all right, if the Steelers make a play, yeah, right. you know they'll give themselves a chance. And you know that lot, two and a half. You know that's pretty much what you get for being at home. That's what the spread is, is in the game. That 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 basically means that Vegas thinks this is an even matchup. And you know the Chiefs' defense this year has been really, really good to make up for you know, the issues they've had on offense. Uh, and I just can't pick against Pat Mahomes on, you know, okay. on a, even, even though this is, this will be his first road playoff game. Like, yep. I just can't pick against Pat Mahomes.
2: All right. Well, there you go. Um, uh, in your, uh, what else do we need to get to? And, and do you have, do you have a, a take on, um, and not even a take, but do you have a comment about the passing of, of Dejan, uh Malaya, uh Milojevich, oh my gosh my fault um, who passed away the assistant for the Warriors um, I'm discovering in the last couple of weeks because of what happened in LA with with the Raptors and the calls and their coach coming out that there are a lot more Balkan coaches than I thought at very high level in the NBA uh, but Milojevich uh, became very obvious that it was very serious when they they postponed the game altogether there in Salt Lake City I, I think more than anything else. Forty-six years old, Jay. Just a reminder, you know, hug your wife before you leave the house, huh?
3: Yeah, forty-six. That's that's way too young. Way I, I just saw they canceled their game. Of, they, the Warriors game tomorrow has been canceled too. Um, yeah, you know, it's it's scary. You know, I guess that happened at a it happened at a team dinner and. Yeah. You know, obviously he didn't. You know, I don't think he passed away at the team dinner, but it happened while they're having dinner. You know, you think about, you know, just being there, probably you know, laughing, talking, and then yep. you know, the next minute, next minute, you know, that something, something to that, that level of tragedy happens. It's just, it's just really scary. You know, it's just another one of those things where you just think, you know, you know, you just gotta tell people you love them, and you know, like you said, hug and kiss them, you know, as often as you can, because you never know what's gonna happen.
2: Uh, will it be high life and cheese curds on the menu for watching the Packers game?
3: We got, we got the giant Bavarian pretzel with Ooh. all the dips. I got, like I said, I got a fridge full of MGD. Uh, we got <laughs> they like bloodies with their high life chases. We got all, we got, we got all of that stuff. We got some, we, we do have some curds in the freezer. My kids like the curds more than anybody else, but yeah, we, we go. got all of that stuff, man.
2: My, uh my, in, in, when I was in grad school in Bloomington, there was a, an upstairs bar uh, downtown that always had a $5 pitcher, and it was just whatever keg was left over. And for a while, I was the only one drinking it, and it was MGD Light.
3: (laughs) I doubt they even make it anymore. But like, yeah. Have yeah, you even I haven't heard of even it? I've even seen an MGD light. Yeah, oh, there
2: you go. So yeah. uh, MGD light was my five dollar pitcher uh, for many years in in graduate school because I was making like eleven thousand dollars a year. So <laughs> that was the beer I could afford to go out and drink. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, when you talk to your wife later today about National Women's Healthy Weight Day, uh, how will that conversation go?
3: Uh, I don't. I don't know if we're going to talk about that. But yeah, we discussed that <laughs> stuff. You know, we both. I agree. Thank we you. Both work out it. Yes. We both work out every day and. You know, you you tell it, you know, you talk about progress and things like that. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's a re- that's a regular conversation. That I have.
2: National gourmet coffee day as well. Does Jay Davis drink coffee? I actually don't know the answer to this.
3: I do not. I, I'm not I'm not a coffee person. I no coffee, maybe a green tea once every week or two. But okay. yeah, no coffee.
2: All right. all right. Well, there you go. He's Jay Davis at Jay Davis underscore 1981 on Twitter. FirstgenSports.com for all of his NBA stuff as well. Jay, appreciate you. Talk to you next week, man. Alright, Lou, thanks. All right, Jay. Thank you, sir. A lot of sports. L A N A Sports.com. ABA twenty is the uh the the uh, promo code for this show. Get all of your stuff up there uh from our friends up there. We have not talked about Ursay, we'll get to that tomorrow. Um, but it is uh Man, Zach, that's a it's an interesting story. You know what? Let's do it right now. We got about a minute and a half. Um the Ursay story here. I know he's not the most <laughs> He's not the most ivory tower of owners in the league, and obviously he's part of a um, – he's part of a – you know, he he inherits the team essentially from his family, right? Essentially how this works. Sure. Is there a point, though, where they have to remove him from the ownership of that team?
1: No. No, unless you're Daniel Snyder and you're doing illegal things or, you know, Donald Sterling and getting caught on camera saying the N-word and stuff like that. No, they don't have to force him out. Now, I wouldn't be opposed to it, but. Is it in the best interest of the NFL
2: that these stories not be coming out all the time about Jim Irsay? And I don't want to say like this is a monthly occurrence or something, but like. This isn't his first time in the news for something like
1: this. Yeah, it's not good for the NFL, obviously. And we I, He's got a problem. There's no question he's yeah, got a problem. It's, 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 uh, he's a fascinating figure because yeah. of his music and everything. Sure.
3: But
1: yeah, he definitely's got a problem. Yeah. And yeah. I want an owner that you know doesn't have questionable judgment. and is He seems there. to stay out of the way of the football decisions at least, right? Yeah. Is
2: that fair to say? Okay. That's so, I mean, fair. I guess in that case then, as long as the team's well-funded, they've got a nice stadium and guys don't mind like, hey – you know, we got a chance to get a contract in Indianapolis and they don't go, Oh God,
1: I'm not going to Andy. Like that's, I don't think, yeah, I don't happening. think anybody's ever said I'm not going there because of Jim Ursa. Right.
2: Yeah. Boom. There you go. Oh, there you go. Well, hopefully look, he's not alone in that man. Lots of people uh have their own demons and different things they got to deal with. So uh not so stunning that it would happen with uh, someone that way as well. Uh, if you missed any part of the show, go back to ESPN Louisville.com. You can check us out there for the podcast center. You can also find everything on the app. Uh, tomorrow, we will talk with our guy, Kevin Kilroy. We'll get you ready for the LeCompte Stakes as we beef up that derby trail. 250K, seated in the pick five. How about that? We'll do some gambling tomorrow as well. Check out the horse racing happy hour tonight. I'll be talking fairgrounds, derby preps, and all of that as well. I'm Louis Rebeau alongside Zach Cantrell. Thanks for hanging out today. We'll be back tomorrow at 10 a.m., and we hope you are too. Have a great day. Bye.